0: Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc.
1: It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts.
0: banking services provided by Green Dot Bank, member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Let's get to Carol Schleif, our guest. Carol is the chief investment officer at BMO Family Office on the line from Atlanta. Three up days for the equity market. Looks like uh, that trend is going to be broken tomorrow when we open. I'm looking at the E-mini futures for the NASDAQ 100, down 2.2%. Microsoft, Google, Texas Instruments, all disappointing. How do you make sense of this, Carol?
2: Yeah, don't you hate those after the close reports? Do it during the day so we have a chance to respond to it. But um, I think a piece of it is is it's really important to remember that tech spending overall is up dramatically through the pandemic. And so year over year, you're bound to have some leveling off in some of those pandemic related spends. And. and actually if you're taking it from a macro standpoint the fact that corporate america is being pretty circumspect and trying to figure out let's level off the spending a bit and hunker down just in case things flatten out here the resiliency of corporate america and the way they're showing that is actually a pretty positive sign as opposed to just continuing to spend. I think they're being very strategic about where the spend is. But yeah, it's, it's worrisome. There's, there's no lack of things to fret about in this economy.
0: Mm. Uh,
1: really, at the end of the day, Carol, was it a case that during the pandemic, what happened was that the consumer essentially spent a lot on technology. I include, of course, uh, semis in this. They, they actually borrowed growth from the future, and that's what we're seeing.
2: I think it's not only the consumer but corporates did too because when you think about the quantity of us you know some of us worked remotely or worked from different places but all of us did in the pandemic and corporations had to ship extra monitors they had to ship computers they had to get you know anybody who didn't have to be on the front line was getting outfitted for remote work and so corporations spent a whole lot in the last two or three years too so leveling out some of that kind of spending especially if you're going to level out your employment spend is is natural and so is to your point consumers because we outfitted all our kids to be able to school from home and now we're putting them back in the classroom uh,
1: how concerned are you about a recession carol
2: I'm not sure asking recession or not is is the operative word in in Or the operative phrase, because if we do have one, I'm not sure it necessarily predicts more declines in the markets per se, because it's very tough to do a direct correlation between the economy going one direction and then the markets. Because keep in mind, the S&P is part of the leading economic indicators, not the coincident or trailing indicators. And so I think the issue is, is if we have one, how deep does it get? How broad spread does it get? Does it impact most importantly, how badly does it impact uh, employment? Because those are the things to look at. I think the, the bigger question is what set of factors do we have to have in place before the Fed finds an off ramp from raising rates as aggressively as they have? So I think that's the piece to watch, because we wanna make sure that the Fed doesn't race too aggressively for too long and then force a very deep recession.
0: Yeah, on Thursday we get data on personal consumption adjusted for inflation. I think the read is, uh, reading is expected to show growth at a mere 1% annualized for Q3. That would be the weakest for quite some time, and I think about half of what we saw in the previous quarter. Talk to me about what you're seeing in the bond market right now. We know some of the data that we had today was soft, but we've heard so much about this liquidity crisis or a potential liquidity crisis in the Treasury market. And Yellen yesterday, the Treasury Secretary, suggesting the potential for some type of buyback of certain U.S. government securities to to mitigate the problem here. Are you concerned when you look at the price action in the bond market? Is it at all distressing to you?
2: It's it's worth watching and watching carefully because there were signs, for example, in 0809, there were signs in the short-term credit markets early on that they were starting to seize up and not function. And I think the government's very much aware of that and wants to ensure that that doesn't happen. And will do, you know, they've gotten really creative over the last 10 or 15 years with how they're managing um, different bits of monetary policy to try to ensure that we have liquidity in the system because that's a key function that the Treasury and the Fed plays is the, con- the confidence in that system so we're watching it carefully you have seen spreads in the riskier bonds not blow out but they've widened some so it's it's well worth watching and then just watching what global investors do relative to it's a different scenario buying U.S. bonds when the dollar's so strong.
1: Well, that's one of the things, isn't it? Certainly, and liquidity, like it or not, is going to be challenged. And, you know, it's just also certainly down to the sheer size of the Treasury market, the biggest in the world. I mean, U.S. government outstanding issuance has almost doubled since 2015. I think it's quadrupled since 2007. And uh, the market growth there significantly uh, outpaced the growth that we've been seeing in in bank capital as well since the GFC.
2: Well, I mean, the offset to some of it in here might be that you've got a lot of investors. If markets stay volatile, like we expect that they will and largely range bound stock markets, you could see investors increasingly say, well, I'll take a 4% yield on a 10 year and lock it up, or I'll Mm. take a 3.5% yield on a shorter bond and lock it up. So to the extent you have more individual investor, interest in that especially if inflation starts coming down because right now you're losing money or you're losing purchasing power relative to inflation to, to lock up three or four percent when inflation's running eight right if inflation starts taming and then the other factor i think you could see is you know right now the feds announced some pretty aggressive quantitative tightening and maybe they slow that down, the rate of that if they were to see distr- too much distress in the bond market. So I think there's a lot of people watching it and, tra- and traversing very carefully to make sure that we don't have more disruption there than we need. Carol, thank you so much for
1: joining us. Great having you on the program as ever. Carol Steif, their chief investment officer at BMO Family Office, getting her take on the markets. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through.